Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Sue Ann Lavelle Neal setting in for Jim all week as he's on a little vacation. Lavelle, of course, a columnist for the Star and Trib, was a longtime Twins beat writer uh, prior to that and on many radio shows down in the Twin Cities area for his expertise. Lavelle, thanks for sitting in for Jim this week. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. So the Vikings' uh, Cinderella run with Josh Dobbs ended at least for a week. Uh, yesterday, um, there was some questioning of the trick play they ran on third that led to the first uh, turnover. How did you see the game, or what were some of the big points of it that you thought led to the loss for the Vikings? Now, when you when you turn over the ball like they did, um, you know I think they were minus three in the in the uh, turnover differential. You know that usually spells defeat. You know, um, you know of course stops through a couple picks. There were a couple fumbles, so you know there was some self inflicted damage that really. Um, I have hampered him, and you know this was a great game to, you know, temper our enthusiasm over over Dobbs. Yeah, because I mean he's he's come in and done some good things, no doubt. Um, but he's been a career backup, and he's been like six or seven different organizations. Um, and for him, you know, to be successful as a Vikings quarterback, um, you know, the script has to go pretty much without a hitch or without a flaw. And and you know, I mean, you can win that way. No doubt. And Kevin O'Connell deserves credit for getting Dobbs to be as proficient as he's been up to this point. Um, but um, things start going haywire, and you start turning over the ball. Uh, and, uh, you know, late in the game, you have to try to drive the team down the field, you know, to get a field goal. And, you know, now, you know, Denver's teeing off defensively, coming at him and, and daring him to make plays with his arm, you know, and it wasn't working. So, um I want to say this was expected, but um, I think a game like this was inevitable where um, things didn't go perfect and he couldn't come up with a big play to help him out. Um, I'm a big Ty Chandler fan. I hope he gets the ball more over Alexander Madison and continues to do so. Uh, I think that helped the offense out in the long run. And, of course, uh, number 18 will be back, next. I'm guessing, next week for the, for the Bears game. So mm-hmm. um, that would help Dobbs as well. So, But, I mean, you know, this game was just, you know, Couple of hiccups here, and you turn over the ball, man. In the NFL, it's going to come back to bite you. What do you see in Dobbs's game? I, I'm guessing you, like many of us, hadn't watched a whole lot of Josh Dobbs prior to him joining the Vikings, even when he was playing the first half of the season in Arizona. But what do you see in him that indicates why he's been, you know, released? And each time he's been traded, there's been less and less value coming back in return for him. Why do you think that is? Well, I, th- I think uh, he's got the arm talent. I don't know if the accuracy is quite there. Uh, I think one reason T.J. Hawkinson has thrived so much is that, you know, he's a great safety foul for Dobbs instead of trying to, you know, pinpoint passes down the field to his receivers. And, I mean, he's done that to a certain extent, too. I mean, Addison's made a couple of nice grabs. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and you know, I think still processing, too, you know, going through his progressions. Is there a chance for him to throw instead of running? How does he run too quickly instead of letting things develop? You know, it's great that he can run. I mean, that's something that you know Vikings fans aren't used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great tool to having a toolbox. Um, does he rely on it too much? Where there's plays out there he could make. I think, you know, a quarterback like him, you know, and, and Justin Fields is similar to that too. That I think they're trying to find their balance of who they can be and what they are. And uh, you see. Some things look great at times, and other times you kind of scratching your head. Yeah, and you know, I'd, I'd like to have Kirk Cousins' arm and ability to throw accurately down the field with Josh Dobbs's legs. Uh, and you know, the <laughs> the two are not. You know, we can't make a Frankenstein. 
but it's possible to draft a guy who's got more arm than Dobbs has. He's accurate. He spins it well. He throws a catchable ball. It just doesn't seem like he has a lot of downfield power uh, with his throws, whereas Cousins is very accurate down the field but can't move uh, at all to save his life. Do you think this still sets up a situation where there's a draft pick? Not necessarily a trade-up, first-round pick, something like that, but a guy drafted in the coming draft by the Vikings. I think the person who ultimately makes that decision is the unofficial assistant coach, the unofficial GM, unofficial owner, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> when he goes right. back to play, because uh, you know you know how much he loves Kirk Cousins, and Kirk's done a lot for Justin becoming uh, one of the unstoppable forces in the NFL and maybe the best non-quarterback uh, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jefferson knows that, and I think he's made it clear that he wants Cousins back. Um, the Achilles injury, injury kind of makes things a little dicey, but at the same time, it also raises the possibility that a Cousins will come back uh, one more year for uh, a salary that's manageable, not the $50 million that quarterbacks are getting today, but maybe 25 20 mm-hmm. um, On the other hand, too, if you decide to uh, – um, that is too much of a risk to wait to see how Kirk recovers from his Achilles injury, and Dobbs ends up playing okay. Do you sign him for twenty million a year and go forward with him? You change your offense around to more of an RPO, you know, type system. And what to me it comes down to what Jefferson's going to be most comfortable with. If he endorses Dobbs, um, and I mean he can come out publicly and say whatever he wants, but what once he gets to, uh, into Quezzy's office? And expresses his opinion. It's going to go. It's probably going to go a long while, a long way, toward determining if it's a Cousins, B Dobbs, or curtain number three. Uh, look toward the draft. <laughs> right, which is the unknown completely in that situation. And I would think guys are more comfortable with the known. I saw a, a salary uh, and contract estima- uh, estimation on Cousins in Spot Track, and that said three for one thirty-seven. Uh, so, you know, then you're pushing 40-plus million a year for a guy coming off uh, a torn Achilles tendon. If it goes that high, are the Vikings in or out? Well, I think they're out. Um, and, you know, coming back from Achilles is not a slam dunk. And although yeah. I will say this, though, I've been told that players who have torn their Achilles come back and Achilles is better, you know, the second time around. It's almost like having a new body part, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but... At Cousins' age, that's age is a factor there. Do you want to sign Cousins for three years? He'll be 39 in the last year of that contract. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a big question to ask. He's already, I don't want to say he's immobile, but he's already kind of a stationary quarterback. Um, what's that going to look like as he as he gets older? You know, but you know, Tom Brady played into his 40s and was immobile too. I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady, but I'm just saying in terms of age, um, what are you looking for in terms of uh, effectiveness uh, behind this, behind center? Yeah. So um, I. There's no way I see the Vikings ponying up 40 plus million a year uh, over three years to keep Kirk. I think they move on if that's going to be the demand. The other thing, the other thing about this too is um, Dobbs and Cousins have the same agent. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's no way they're going to both be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the agent's going to try to parlay Dobbs into a starting gig somewhere next year. It, it could be the Vikings, it could be somewhere else, and then if it's somewhere else, then he. Maybe want to work at something. Maybe he'll work something out with the uh, with the Vikes. But the mm-hmm. fact that they're represented by the same guy also adds another tentacle to this whole situation. Yeah. Bottom line is we don't know what they plan with Dobbs yet. There's still games to play. He hasn't convinced us yet. I don't think that he's the quarterback of the future, though. I know he's not. He's. I don't know. He was on the Case Keenum uh, starter kit trail there, <laughs> right? Uh, you know. Uh, but I don't know if he's if he's still on it or not. 
Um, and we don't know. You know, this is, you know, Dobbs just came into Kevin O'Connell's life a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So we don't know what Kevin is going to, how Kevin's going to continue to pattern the offense around Dobbs. And maybe we see an improved Dobbs down the stretch, which would be huge for the Vikings yeah. and huge for the NFC North. You know, because although the Bears just had a ridiculous collapse yesterday, I still think the Lions can be had uh, um, if you play them tough and if you confuse Goff, which Brian Flores definitely can do with his defensive scheme. Yeah. I think they can be fetched. I'm sure Viking fans are upset that the Bears couldn't come through for him yesterday. <laughs> right. um, uh, but, uh, you know, they got the Bears next Monday night, and then they'll have to kind of deal with the Lions on their own. Noted Bears fan speaking there, and uh, you know, are your Bears going to move on from Justin Fields after this season? Um, I'm still on the fence, and the fact that I'm saying I'm on the fence is also concerning because by this time, I think you need to have some clarity. But it looks like there is some offensive maneuverability when he's on the field. There, the Bears are for 180 yards yesterday hmm. uh, against the Lions. I think they're in the top. I think I think they're second in rushing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that's because of. Um, uh, uh, fields, but there was also four weeks where Tyson Bajit was the quarterback, and they still ran the ball effectively. So um, it looks like the offensive line's coming together. They need a center, but I think they're happy with their two tackles and their two guards right now. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a. I think if you have the right system for Fields, he could be effective. You know, so I kind of want to hitch my wagon to him at this point. I just don't. As a Bears fan, I don't think we want to see the clock start over on a on a drafted quarterback and to wait for him to have get two or three years in. Although I will say this, I think there's a lot of teams kicking themselves for passing on C.J. Stroud. Who saw that one coming with yeah. him you know, being so terrific in his first year? But I, I, I just don't I, – I, I see a path where he could, he could stay. But I also want to point out one more thing. We'll get back to Minnesota sports because no, no sure. one wants to listen to Chicago Bears talk here. <laughs> but Fields also rushed 18 times yesterday. That's going to get him killed. Yeah. You cannot run your quarterback 18 times in the game. <laughs> You're just asking him to end up in the infirmary. infirmary. That's right. It's okay to talk Bears this week because that's the Vikings' next opponent, so we want to know a little more about them too. Lavelle, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Sue and Lavelle Neal today. Uh, it's brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.